Easy G's will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. We are here to talk about TV commercials, good ones and bad ones, and ones where people say weird shit like this. Ah! My name is Andrew Walsh, I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hello, Veeves. Hi, Andrew, you almost made me spit out my soda. <laughs> with the uh, with the screamo drop? With this, just the, ah! Yep, yep. <laughs> Genevieve, that, that sound you heard, that sound? Yeah. That was a vampire. Screaming. A vampire? A vampire getting bonked in the head with a beach ball and then making this noise. Ah! <laughs> We're going to be talking about vampires today. Yeah. Because I sort of feel like it's, it's a vampire April, Tuesday. It's April 11th. It's yeah. finally sunny outside. Yeah. It sort of seems like, where is everybody's mind right now? Vampires. Vampires. Yeah. Some might say, hey, why don't you save this show for October? Too easy. That's what I told them. <laughs> That's what I told them. Um, I think, That's Bush League. I don't know for sure, but I think I was just watching um, what we do in the shadows the yeah, other night, a, and I just thought, like, oh, uh, well, you, you know what this is? Actually, this is great timing because what is this if not Renfield? a Renfield promotional? That's why item. Yeah. It's April 11th. Yeah. It's sunny outside. Everybody's talking about Renfield. I'm so talking about I it. Thought, but honestly, I was like, oh. Oh, vampires. Yeah, I'll bet you there's a million commercials with vampires. No, no, no. There's a billion. A billion. I counted. There yeah. is 12.2 billion. I am now wondering if there are any commercials without vampires. <laughs> I am serious. If somebody wants to keep their kids busy, say, go online and find a commercial yeah. that doesn't have a vampire. It is amazing. And and so- Well, I, I think sucking the life from, from uh, innocent victims does yeah. feel very natural to a lot of capitalists. Well, there you go. Uh, also- you know, so today's show, I am going to try to focus on a couple of things. More funny, comedic depictions of vampires. Yeah. And showing you just the, I have trouble with this word, I'll warn you, the breadth. Okay. Breadth. Yeah. How do you say it? Nailed it. You say it. Breadth. Breadth. Yeah, there you go. I'm going to take a deep breath and try that again. <laughs> Genevieve, vampires sell everything yeah like what you, can't a vampire you have the sell? obvious stuff that i'm not going to get like there's a million like super sexy commercials for like axe body spray to yeah. jeans to like you know all these just incredibly like vampires sultry are sexy. oh yeah yeah you're gonna go down a limb i'm gonna go out on a yeah. limb. Gonna, i just had a very original idea uh -huh. which is that vampires are in fact sexy i think frankensteins <laughs> are sexy so i, I guess there are there any other horror creatures that are intrinsically sexy not really right not intrinsically. they try to do werewolves of I course. know sometimes yeah. werewolves yeah or werewolves anyway um so I'm gonna try to show you some of the funny ones and some of the ones of products I like I don't I need to just keep my powder dry but Genevieve a calculator <laughs> I found a commercial <laughs> from the 1980s where a vampire is selling a calculator you're right vitamins there is Genevieve. nothing that's not being sold by vampires. a vitamin yeah. supplement yeah. like it is amazing so it's not a lot and you know there's a million like i say like either fragrance or like sexy chocolate commercials sure. i kind of avoided that stuff i'm trying to look at the more creative applications of of, uh, of uh, vampires and commercials also um in the show, the great return of everybody's favorite segment, 
What's it called again? With love from me to you, too. Thank you. Exactly. It's everybody's favorite. They yeah. can't remember what it's called. I have a commercial that I found on a new VHS tape that, well, not, I mean, it's from 1996, but. So new is relative. It, I, it was newly pushed into my VCR for the first time. It's like when NBC would like try to get you to watch sitcoms. It's uh -huh. new to you. Exactly. And uh, this commercial I found from, I'm going to say January or February of 1986. Um, 86? I'm sorry, 96. Oh, okay. Good catch. Um, features a super famous sports player's mom. Do you want to take a guess? Is it Shaquille O'Neal's mom? Yeah, how'd you know? You showed it to me already. Oh, that's right. We watched some of these commercials yeah. the other night. Yeah, I pulled out the laptop. Boy, that would have been amazing. I should have just tried to play it off. Yeah, like, wow. Um, also, I don't know what's in the old mailbag, but you were checking oh, I found messages some great stuff. From, the, from the listeners, yes. and, and you just yelled from the other room, this is a great voicemail. Yes. So, it's really, I'm really happy uh, to have gotten this voicemail because it answers a question, a, a very important sociological question that I had and I think validates my point of view. Oh, wow. Which as you know, is my most favorite. Yes, exactly. And it's got a vampire in it? Was it a vampire who left the voicemail? I mean, jury's still out, I guess. Let's all try to stay on the same page today, folks. All right, this first commercial is from, I think, uh, 2018, if memory serves. And this was part of a campaign involving all kinds of classic monsters for Spectrum TV, mm -hmm. which is, you know, it's like a, um, it's obviously like a cable and internet provider, but it's only a provider in, you know, certain markets and so these were totally lost on me unless you've seen these before does this ring a bell to you the, these spectrum commercials where the two i'm going to play for you focus on the vampires a, a husband wife vampire duo but there are uh, there's a million of these commercials they're having barbecues with their uh, werewolf friends their mummy friends one of my favorite parts is they also just have like a ventriloquist dummy Yes, we talked about yeah, one of this. Did we talk about one of these? We did because we it was um, was it a poker game maybe? Mm, yeah, that rings a or bell. Something. Although this feels very different than that one. Well, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't this one. But we talked about this this set of characters for a show I did on monsters. Yes, or you know fantasy what? creatures or something. I can't remember what the exact organizing principle I'll was. I'll bet, let's see, Monster Poker. Let's just see if that was part of the same campaign. Or maybe it was the poker no, show. You know what? It was probably the poker show, show and it was, it was Spectrum TV, Monsters yeah. Poker Night. Well, I have a couple in here that are focusing just on the vampire family or mostly on the vampire family. And um, I am in love with this one. It was directed by, I think, a, a director who's known for making commercials, uh, David Shane of... Uh, of a creative agency called O Positive, and um, which is, I at first I thought it was a joke, like O Positive like making blood, vampire, yeah. yeah. But I think that's just there. It just happens to be. I believe so. That's yeah. funny. Um, but in this one, you have this vampire couple, but instead of being super sexy, they're like solidly middle aged, right? And oh, yeah. not super attractive, but living in a very suburban style. Yeah, home. this is not your sexiest vampire. No, this is more like. Your uncle, the vampire. But it's but it's pretty good production. It's like kind of it's good quality production here. It's not a cheap uh, commercial, and um, we just see 
the husband, the middle-aged vampire guy, and he's got a headset on, and he's playing some video game. It's like, I don't know, some sort of like a like a Wii style video game. He's got two controllers in his hands and he's got a headset on and we don't hear who he's talking to, but he's clearly talking to other gamers. Okay. And he's like yelling like, Ryan, go over here or whatever. And then his uh, wife, the vampire, comes into the living room and is complaining about him using all of the bandwidth while he plays his game. And apparently they have some kids upstairs who are having some sort of a party and they're using using up a bunch of bandwidth as well. Okay, Todd, go for the game. Jason, you're with me. Little Stu, do your thing. What are you doing? Oh, hey, honey, just trying to get my team for Devil's Notch. Yeah, well, you got to stop, because between you and the teenage face chat party upstairs, you're using all the bandwidth, and I need to work, so... Todd, Todd, I told you I got this guy. Go over the gate! Just get off. Yeah, I can't. I'm the best fighter. Yeah, I am. I am. Hello. <laughs> Sweetheart, I have work to do. I guess somebody shouldn't have gotten internet from the phone company. Okay, so then he says somebody shouldn't have gotten internet and from boy, the phone company. And boy, she gives him a and look. And she just stops. And he turns around and he realizes he is now walking on he, eggs, he's as my crossed mom would say. a line. Yes, yeah. <laughs> somebody shouldn't have got internet I mean, from the phone company. I guess somebody shouldn't have gotten internet from the phone company. I mean, it was a mutual. Just get offline. And tell them to get off, too. I can't. I'm the cool dad. What does that make me? <laughs> they call you the also cool mom. <laughs> <laughs> what did I tell you? Is, are those performances not fan Fantastic. It's so great, but what's funny about it's it? It's like other, a film. It's so good. I love every performance. I think the writing is absolutely it's top really notch. Well directed. It's well directed. I know that the slogan is uh, "slow internet is evil," but other than that, there is zero reason for them to be no. vampires. Like it could have been written for any cup for any characters. And it's just because they had this it's, idea of the these characters. monsters, and yeah. they have. Again, a million of these things. Here, I'll play one more. This one is quite as good. I love the performance, though. They call you the also cool, cool mom. mom. So in this one, it's just the two vampires and one other monster, and it is the ventriloquist dummy. And they're at like kind of a nicer looking, like maybe steakhouse style restaurant or something like that. And the three of them are chatting. Was that extra garlic bread really necessary? Yeah, I think so. You know that we're going to burst in the planes the instant she puts it on the table. Oh, yeah. Are you listening to this? I was just distracted. Our new mobile bill just came. It's like, surprise, it has all these added taxes and fees I wasn't expecting. Ugh. When I bite you, there's no surprises. You know exactly what you're going to get. Yep, endless darkness and wandering the earth for all eternity with the same... <laughs> and she just says... <laughs> She, says, she does a little finger gun at him. Finger gun, he goes with the same <laughs> as she points to her husband. Are, are these vampires? This oh vampire my couple give, is give me so, the sitcom. It's so good. Surprises. You know exactly what you're going to get. Yep, endless darkness and wandering the earth for all eternity with the same. Just like a fairy tale. Added taxes and fees are evil. <laughs> Where is that garlic bread? <laughs> Where is that garlic bread? Wonderful, right? She is fantastic. They both are. Her, yes. I mean, yes, but her, like, her darkness, <laughs> it feels, I feel, I think that's what makes them so good is that, like, it's played for laughs, but it really, like, she is, she just decided to do, make this, she made a decision as an actor 
to play this character with zero humor, and that's what makes it so funny. She is just over it. She's yeah. I mean, she, and like in both ads, she is just her fury feels very real, and like that's what makes it so funny. Forever with. <laughs> um, this next commercial, I know you've seen before. We, I don't think we've given it play on the show, although I'm not sure. This is one of those Geico commercials that harkens back to probably about the same era, 2017, 18 or something, where it's got the two guys playing banjo at the end, and they kind of explain the joke, like, you know, getting Geico is going to make you as happy as a giraffe with a tall tree out its window or something. That was a terrible made-up example I just gave. <laughs> um, but in this one, we see some guy, and he's clearly, like, in a big blood bank room. A bunch of people are giving blood. And the camera starts just fo by focusing on him, and he looks pretty uncomfortable while he's answering all the pre-blood-giving questions. And then it's revealed, I'll just tell you now, it's then revealed that the person asking the questions is a vampire. And do you know your blood type? A or B positive. Have you eaten today? I had some Lebanese food for mm, lunch. I love the Lebanese. <laughs> I'm, I'm not Enough sure. The formalities. <laughs> Let's get started, shall we? <laughs> I mean, how happy are folks who save hundreds of dollars switching to Geico? Happier than Dracula volunteering at a blood drive. We have cookies. Get happy. <laughs> we have cookies. The enthusiasm of that vampire yeah. is great. This there are a lot of great vampire performances. Uh, showing up in this in, in this collection. You know, I have two, as I noted before, I have too many commercials even on this list to get to all of them, but I stumbled on one from 1992. I'm not even going to play it because it doesn't matter. There's, there's no voiceover or anything, but a lot of people of our generation might remember it. It um, starts, I believe, in uh, black and white, or at least a very pale vampire comes in, a young woman in, like, uh, you know, gothic garb is like drinking a Coke or something. He comes in, you think he's going to bite her neck, but instead he bites the can of Coke and then color returns to his face. Does that ring a bell to you? Not really. Okay. Anyway, I think it was a classic commercial from 1992. I'm not going to play it here, but what I thought was interesting is they never say the word Dracula. It's just a commercial starring a vampire, right? Okay. But it says in a disclaimer text at the bottom of the screen, you know, the name Dracula or, or the likeness of Dracula being used with permission or something oh, along those they lines. Or they, the, they basically, they bought the rights the to Bram Dracula Stoker for this thing. Or whatever. Maybe that's why it was 1992, the year Bram Stoker's Dracula came out, because my whole thing was... It could have been, yeah. They never used the word Dracula in it. Like, Let me see it, because... Not if, every, well, okay, I guess I will end up playing it, but like, not every vampire is a Dracula, so why... Every Dracula is a vampire, but not every vampire <laughs> is a Dracula. Here's the commercial. I already described it. Okay, it does start black and white. Very I mean, classic. Yeah, I oh, think... Oh, is this actual footage from the original movie? I wonder if it actually is a footage from obviously not the um, not the 1990 uh, 90s Dracula. Yeah. But I think what's, what's Dracula-esque about it is specifically the house uh, like the, the, the manse that is uh, being depicted. It starts with that exterior shot of this big mansion and a woman in a bed and the window flies open. I think there must be, and I'm embarrassed to say, I don't know the Dracula story super well. Um, so I, I would just guess that there's enough specific to that tale 
that they felt like they had to get the rights. You and know, they're Coca-Cola, like, why not? I think, like, I think some of this is original footage. Because it says Dracula Universal used with City. permission yeah. from Universal City Studios, not like the Bram Stoker estate or something. So I think they were actually using classic, like, 1930s Dracula footage. Yeah. So, so that makes sense. So I told you I'm not going to play it. Um, I have another one here. Oh, I told you calculators, Genevieve. In this one, we just see a vampire. This is like kind of 19, I'm going to say early 80s. Um, we just see a vampire and he's laying inside of his coffin. The coffin is closed. It's a very claustrophobic shot the whole time. We never see who he's talking to. Somebody's standing outside of his coffin talking to him. He's just in his uh, coffin playing on his calculator. <laughs> Quiet, I'm calculating. Isn't it dark in there? Not for my new Anilite Solar Calculator from Texas Instruments. You have a Texas Instrument? Texas! <laughs> Texas Instruments Anilite Calculator. Unlike other solar calculators, it works in almost... Anilite. Ooh, Renfield. Oh, the new line of Anilite Solar Calculators from Texas Instruments. Imagine the Prince of Darkness with a solar calculator. <laughs> Is Dracula the Prince of Darkness? I thought that was... I thought that was... Evil. The devil, yeah. Huh. I don't know. Come on, Dracula. Still, though, Texas Instruments just being like, well, let's, I mean, it kind of makes sense. It's like solar power. Yeah. They don't I mean, like the sunlight. I feel like, yeah, Dracula's or vampires are um, sort of where your mind might take you anytime you're trying to make a pitch that has has to do with sunlight. Mm -hmm. Garlic. Uh, or garlic. Yeah. Actually, I have a couple of garlic ones here. Are they next on the list? If not, I'm skipping to them. Nope. Right on schedule. Right it's on like schedule. I knew how to produce this show today. I have a real... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I was going to say... Emoji of unicorns brain exploding okay. sort of situation here, but I don't know if that's a universally acknowledged I think, emotion. I think, we, I think mostly we get it. <laughs> so this first commercial, warning, and I guess spoiler, it's not that great, but it's for DiGiorno Pizza, right? Okay. And DiGiorno's whole pitch was and maybe continues to be it's not delivery. It's DiGiorno, right? It's like pizza that is so good that you don't have to get it delivered. But everybody thinks it was delivered. But no, it was just frozen pizza made at home, you know? Right. And in this one, we see some sort of vampire's lair. It's all, again, black and white. So you're kind of getting that, like, classic, very, like, stark shadows. Actually, dark shadows kind of vibe um, from this. And there's a young blonde woman down there. The vampire comes in. You get the impression that... You know, she's not being um, one of the tropes that I kept coming across is a damsel just asleep in her own bedroom and then vampire comes in through her bay windows. Right. This right. isn't that you can tell that she's already probably been bitten by there. I don't understand vampire relationships is what we're discovering here. OK, I guess she's maybe been bitten before. She gets bitten a lot by him. I don't know. They've shacked up. Right. How does that work? Well, it's all very, uh, you know, I think it's sort of. A little, a little bit of a gray area. Because, like, remember those books we read um, that were about, that were like sort of like a, a scientific take on vampirism. I mean, like fiction books, but it was like a, oh, a sci-fi oh, yeah, yeah, take yeah, yeah, yeah. on. Um, what were the names of those? Um, not wool. I always get the wool confused. That's the one with the the towers underground. Right? Yeah, um, no, this was about uh, oh the the twelve. I think yes, 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 yes. Um, and so I remember that what was confusing about those books for me was that like. Every time one of the main characters would get bit by a vampire, 
like a different thing would happen to them. Uh huh. You know, that's and, it, right. and it was they always st- and it was always like there were three very long books, and the center didn't hold. The center sort of didn't sort of hold had. after a while because it'd be like, oh well, this person got bitten, but um, now they just uh, don't age, but they're otherwise yeah. the f- fine. Uh, but right. this person got bitten and became like a complete monster yeah and this person got bitten and then she became a farmer right exactly spoiler alert on that one um but anyway can you imagine getting to the last pages of that super long trilogy <laughs> it's like walsh said this was gonna happen uh anyway oh the passage i think was yes the, the passage is the, the generic yeah. term for that trilogy or the name of that trilogy but in this one i guess i'm a little confused because you'd think once you're bitten by a vampire then you're a vampire too and you're no but longer gonna be always like that you're not gonna be so anyway i think in some lore um you have to then drink a vampire's blood to become a vampire like in other words because not everybody who gets bitten by a vampire becomes one they mostly just die well or become like a food farm in this one yeah i feel like this this um uh what's what i'm looking for um she's like very 1940s like kind of blonde bombshelly kind of stylized uh um person who shacks up with a vampire in his lair i guess um they're they're <laughs> puttering around the house as as you do as a vampire and um he is hungry so he goes in to suck her blood but she thinks he's in the mood for something else pizza <laughs> You had garlic bread pizza delivered. Of course not, silly. It's not delivery. New DiGiorno garlic bread pizza. Great toppings on garlic bread crust. It's not delivery, it's DiGiorno. Blood. Tomato sauce. I can't tell what he says at the end. He says he says blood, and she says oh, tomato, it's tomato sauce. sauce. So that commercial's fine, whatever. It's all shot in black and white, like again, 1930s era style, black and white. But the pizza is in color. The point is, even this vampire is impressed that this pizza was not. Uh, he doesn't like delivery. that it's garlicky, but he does think it was delivered. Yes. So anyway, that that's all fine. I don't think that commercial is good enough for my list, except for I then came across this one for a different pizza brand called Delicio. Now, are you familiar with Delicio or Delicio? I am not. Okay. This commercial seems like it might be from the same era. I, it feels newer to me. But it's almost the exact exact same joke with a different setup. In this one, we see a teenage daughter. She's coming downstairs. She's getting ready to go on her date. Um, she looks, you know, she's like a modern teen who's maybe just slightly gothy, but just a tiny, tiny bit. But you get the impression that her boyfriend is much more gothy because her dad says, oh, you're going out with the vampire. Hey, Dad, I'm going out. Is Dracula picking you up? He's not a vampire, Dad. He's goth. There's a difference. Yeah, sure. Pizza? Ooh, who delivered? Actually, it's new Delicio garlic bread pizza. Mmm, garlic in the crust. You can really taste it. Oh, you can taste the garlic, all right. Okay, so now we have a Delicio pizza with garlic in the crust in a vampire commercial. Yeah. Some similarities? And it's like the premise is it seems like it was delivered. No, it wasn't. It was home Right. Hi, Jake. Pizza? Garlic? What you say? Oh, he was a vampire. So he was a vampire. She holds out the pizza. He hisses and turns into a bat. And flies away, to which the dad says, Vampire. Told you. 
It's not delivery. It's delicio. New delicio. It's not pepper. delivery. It's delicio. Come on. I'm like, you gotta wait. Be su- they got to sue them. But then I was like, no, no. DiGiorno, delicio. Is this one of those like east of the Mississippi, is west it? of the Mississippi? Not quite. It's not like, what is it? Best Foods versus um, Hellman's. Hellman's. Yeah. It's actually a Canadian US thing. Delicio is Canadian, oh, I believe. Oh, they're the Canadian yes. DiGiorno. And they're both owned by the same parent company. Right. Like, not Hunts, but, you know, some other. Some food giant. Food giant. Yeah. Yes, exactly. But not Tumgis, who's. The food He's, giant, yeah, probably the the most well known food giant. Um, anyway, I just first of all, I think I might like the second one better, and maybe they are from the same exact era. Like I don't know. Like it's hard to say because of the stylization exactly. of the of the black and white one. Um, I think I like the second one better. Um, just I think the performances are a little bit better. This next one I'm going to play for you is just from uh just like six months ago or whatever. It was around Halloween time last year. And I did not realize this, but I think the past couple of years, Heinz Ketchup has released special bottles of ketchup around Halloween, and they brand it as Heinz Tomato Blood. Ew. I know. It's kind of gross, right? But it's just, I don't think they do it to all of their bottles. They just do it for those who are interested in it. And it's a, you know, it's obviously a <laughs> it's marketing thing. It's not any thing. different than just ketchup, it's right? It's just ketchup, but it's, it's mar- you know, you can right. buy a specially marked bottle of Heinz tomato blood. And here's an, a long 90-second commercial that ties into it. And I think this is really where the marketing comes in. Uh, yes, in the commercial. Oh, Did okay. I just blow your mind? <laughs> um, and we have a young vampire, and he's really like, he's stylized as a very modern young person. In fact, I'm saying he, but I almost wonder if maybe it's a they-them situation. There's a, a, a nose ring. It's just a young person, right? right. A cool a cool, just a cool young, person. young person. And this young person is a vampire, but they're a vegetarian vampire. So good. My name is Toby, and I'm a vegetarian vampire. I drink Heinz tomato blood instead of human blood, which is something I encourage all vampires to consider. Now, they're in a pretty, like, kind of gothic kind of housing situation, but... Toby's clothes are traditional vampire right but Toby also has a bunch of roommates around their age and they're all kind of like looking at him now one thing that you're going to keep on seeing is he's going to stop talking from time to time Toby's going to stop talking and then look over and the one of the roommates it's always the same roommate is putting the tomato blood on his eggs and french fries or whatever and Toby's like Come on, that's my tomato blood. Which is something I encourage all vampires to consider. There's a lot of misconceptions around being a veggie vamp. Ugh, gross. I do have to drink like hundreds of bottles of tomato blood a week. Who ate my tomato blood? (laughs) And you put it on potatoes? Those things grow in dirt. I know what you're thinking. Toby, you're a vampire. <laughs> uh, draining humans of their eternal life force is what you're supposed to do. Well, a few hundred years ago, I was about to feast on this human. Then we started talking. Humans have made some really interesting things. Blackout curtains, sunscreen, tomato blood. To my fellow vampires, I say, when you think of humans more as friends, it's amazing what they can show you. <laughs> It's like I'm flying. He's playing a <laughs> VR game. 
how I get around. So the next time you want to eat someone, I hope you'll reconsider and go vegetarian. I hope you'll... Seriously? On eggs? I hope you'll switch to Heinz tomato blood. Because humans are people, too. <laughs> it's pretty good, right? Toby's performance? Yeah, I like the performance. A lot of nervous, positive energy. Yeah, and it's got that, like, single-camera sitcom uh, feel that, you know, that we're all very familiar with at this point. Yeah, like the office talking to the camera yeah. most of the time. But right. pretty good performance by Toby, I, I would like say. I like it. Good job, Hines. This next one, I thought I was going to skip because it seemed like it was going to be like too cool and sexy vampire story. But we see it's a full moon and there's a bunch of beautiful young people out on a, on a beach somewhere having a beach party. And we see that... While they're all having a good time, they're waiting for their friend to show up. This is a commercial for Audi. Do I say Audi correctly? I think so. Okay. This is a commercial for the Audi S7. And while they're all enjoying their party, their friend, who is also, you can tell, they're all vampires. And this person who's driving the Audi, meeting them at the party, is also a vampire. And he's got on the floor of his car a cooler that says something like um, O positive blood or something along those lines. So it's like... He's going to show up. He's going to be the life of the party because right. he's brought the good shit. We can tell they're vampires because they're, they're like climbing up trees really quickly using claws. We see their fangs. But, you know, they're having a pretty traditional beach party. There's a fire. They're... Uh, there it is, O positive blood in a cooler in the car. We're watching the car get closer and closer. Everybody's really excited because their friend is finally here with the blood. Party's arrived. Fate. Up he shows up and he turns his car. Of course, it's nighttime. I didn't say that, but that's when the best beach parties happen. Well, they're vampires. And they're vampires. There you go. Um, and when he turns the car his headlights flash across the party and all of his vampire friends start bursting into dust and disappearing. He's confused. There's nothing left of his friends. And then the text says daylight now in a headlamp or a headlight or whatever it said. Because I was watching this and I was thinking to myself, but vampires don't hate light. They only hate daylight. Right. I, but so that's saying, the whole thing. That's the joke. I noticed that the style of the vampires in that is very much um, specific to Twilight. Ah. The way they're dressed, the way that shot, the way they climb up the trees in this like they, oh, they, they like can scrabble kind of scrabble up a tree like really fast. That's all very specific to the styling of vampires in Twilight. So I don't think I mean, I know Twilight famously had a car they had a big partnership with a particular automaker. I forget which oh. one. It was a luxury auto. I don't remember if it was Audi, but um, uh, I think it was Volvo, actually. Okay. Um, but yeah, so yeah, kind of, it's kind of interesting that they like Audi is clearly uh, without, I guess, using any actual IP. They borrowed every 
trapping of the of the Twilight style vampires. Well, the, that'll segue into this next one. Well, because again, I'm like watching these commercials and I'm like, why are they using a vampire to sell calculators? And I'm like, oh, a solar calculator. Okay, I get that. You know, the garlic and the pizza, what have you. Then I stumble on this goddamn commercial for Bing, <laughs> the search engine. Yeah, and not, everyone and, knows it's the search engine, Andrew. Well, actually, now people because, are associated. Because of the debacle with well, the AI. The, the chat GPT thing, yeah. which is, I think, a Bing project or partially a Bing yeah, project or something. Um, and is. But this is before Bing was associated with AI. And it was just kind of like the other Google that nobody uses, but it's still out there trying. Right. And maybe it was a better search I worked, engine. I worked with Microsoft um, as uh, for the PR company that uh, that supported them when Bing was launched. I remember it. We were just, I, I just could not. I mean, I, you got to give them credit, right? Like, what are they going to do? Just decide, just seed the whole right. search, the incredibly lucrative search uh, field to uh, to Google. But at the same time, it's just like, I mean, they would have had better luck just deciding to be ketchup makers at that point and try to go after Heinz, you know, like mm -hmm. it was just tomato blood or tomato blood. Right. I mean, it was just so nuts, like to watch even Microsoft, which has a lot of juice, like go after this unstoppable juggernaut that is Google that is literally synonymous with search. Yeah, that's the thing. I can't sit here and honestly tell you that Google is that much better than Bing. It might be. It Some people's isn't. heads might be exploding yeah. right now if they're in the industry. But like, I remember it had an interesting design yeah. element. It had things going for it, but it was yeah. just like it has some it good algorithms so for hard. travel for like watching travel whether oh, yeah. tickets were going to go up or down in price. Yeah, and they tried to carve out their own little like section of that yeah. universe to, to draw us in but it didn't work it doesn't but work that way anyway so this is a commercial for bing and this thing must be you know 15 years old or what have you i see it was posted to youtube 13 years ago so that that puts us about in the right era um so anyway i was just trying to think does google yeah google Go owns YouTube, youtube right yeah. yeah so here's a bing commercial on youtube owned by google um but it's weird you just have two young kind of they're clearly a couple they're probably in their early 20s they are in a modest apartment but they're both very good looking like white people um while they're looking for a place to go to dinner she's sitting on the bed with a laptop bohemian style uh you know using bing to find a place to go to dinner he's talking uh, about what he's in the mood for but while he's doing while she's doing that he's wandering around the apartment kind of and also like not shape shifting so much it's just kind of like do vampires just like are they able to move really really fast yes. he's just kind of like skittering Fam across the apartment yeah famously okay. that uh, that was really established in like um interview with the vampire uh, uh, and it's been kind of part of a lot of vampire lore that they can like zip very fast from side of side to side of the room but this one is not funny there's no <laughs> reason why these people are vampires uh -huh. it, it ends with him saying it, it ends with a joke about like while she's looking for a restaurant he says something along the lines of well let's stay in for a little bit because he clearly wants to make out bite her neck drink some blood for a while before they go to dinner proper together. Right. But it's still like, really? Bing? Like, wh why are you... What? Why? Like, yeah. I just want... And I'm just like, why? I and mean, then I read in the comments and we said, oh, this is around the time that all those sexy vampire yeah, shows were Twilight it, and what's the other one? True Blood? True Blood was big. Um, 
Yes. It's so funny. It's like such it's being in a microcosm, right? Like, why are they doing this? Well, it's popular. Yeah, exactly. It's so weird. So watch this. What's taking you so long? I can't pick a restaurant in all these links. Stop messing around. Just use Bing. Wow. Stop messing around. Just use cool. Bing. I'll find someplace dark. Dim lighting it is. Perfect. Oh, this one's really close by. Great ratings, too. By the way, I also think so it's kind sweet. of interesting that they're definitely in Portland. We can actually see their um, search results. Yeah. And they're looking at um, something that is on Hawthorne Road in Portland. And Great ratings, too. Go ahead. You know, sorry. And, and, you know, telling that it's in the Pacific Northwest, right? I also guess home so. of Twilight. Yeah. So let's go eat. What's the rush? They thought you were hungry. I am. <laughs> then his teeth come out, and then she laughs. I don't know what that commercial is supposed to make me feel other than sexy vampires in the age of twilight. That's it, I think. Yeah, it's that's bizarre. Not I was good. so confused until I scrolled down and somebody's like, oh, yeah, twilight shit. That is like, just oh, lazy. That is so, so stupid. That is so lazy. Stop. What does he say? Stop messing around and just use Bing. Stop messing around. <laughs> Get that for shit like this, though. <laughs> like, what? Hey, stop. Like, what was she? Was she using Google? But she, stop messing around. And they show the the results of the other search engine that she's using. And it's just like a cacophony of Oh, I didn't even links, notice that. And it just looks terrible, which is like not what Google looks like. Oh, my by God. The way. <laughs> All right. So here's a vampire selling a... Um, a vitamin supplement. I'm going to put the... Wow. The internet says this is from 1994. I thought it was going to be an 80s thing. But anyway, here, it's just like a... It's a vampire spokesman, okay? And it's this one is like a really cheap set, but it's, you know, vampiric. Working nights the way I do really runs me down. I get tired, washed out. I even get iron poor blood. So whenever I want to put a little bite back into my life, I reach for my old friend SSS vitamin tablets. They are full of the essential vitamins and iron a body needs to stay healthy and in the pink. Well, good fly. Try SSS high potency vitamin tablets and put some bite back into your life. Also available in tonic form. <laughs> what a mess. Okay, also... What did he say? Yeah. Do you know? No, it's something about iron. It sounds like he says in the pink. Well, in the the pink is a phrase. And of course, you're referring to like being full of blood. But in the pink means healthy. Okay. Did did you think it meant something else, Andrew? Well, I did think it was. I, I did not think that that's what he was saying. Because it has other connotations. I didn't know that it that was It wasn't preceded expression. by one in the. They are full of the essential vitamins and iron a body needs to stay healthy and in the pink. Well, good fly. Try SSS. I honestly thought we were going to spend a half hour trying to figure out what he's saying there. In the pink is the an pink. expression. Yes, it's a little antiquated. And it means like vivacious? Well, it means in the pink of health. Wow. Oh. Because, you know, like if you have rosy cheeks. Yeah. Okay. Oh, let's play this one. That whole thing was a mess, though. Like, yeah, it was just a it was, cheap ass. It was super hard to follow what he was saying. It was the all of the dialogue was incredibly rushed and poorly written. It's I it was very muddled as to why a vampire would even be talking about this. It was yeah. really terrible. Well, I mean, the reason because he was, you know, he was feeling peaked. He was he couldn't keep up with all of his blood sucking and what have you. What? He's working nights. He needs terrible. SSS vitamins. Um. This last one that I'll play for you is for the grocery store Aldi. Yep. 
Now, here in the States, we know it is a very, very budget grocery store. And I think that I, I think it is elsewhere as well. But I think it's a much more mainstream yeah. shopping experience in Australia. Where in I the think Commonwealth. Home, yes. In the Commonwealth in general. Well, I think this one comes from Australia. And I really love this one. But I don't know why. We have like an old cranky vampire who, and this is strange, we see him in the daylight. He's sitting on a beach somewhere. He's drinking from a wine glass, presumably blood. He's drinking through a straw. He's wearing trunks, but he also has a cape on. And again, this is like middle age or probably beyond middle age, just frumpy looking Dracula, completely gray skin. And it just really draws out the color all around him on the beach. Like all these very healthy looking people. Yeah. And he's just like grousing there and grimacing and drinking blood through a straw. He's like the kind of vampire that seems like he's been a vampire for so long. He's, he's so sick of he's it. He's pretty gross he's, at this point. Yeah, kind of like so the Baron dark. on uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, yeah. Baron is not sexy. Is Baron the one that like, they either resurrect him or he comes knocking like he comes to visit them and he's like I think he's like their vampire progenitor or at least yeah. I think he's their, I think he's the progenitor of the ones in the house um, and eventually he does get killed sort of by accident uh, but then he also does get resurrected uh, but he's not pleasant to look at he's mm -mm. very like withered and shriveled and gross looking well this guy this is a is, guy isn't quite that bad no he but he's just like kind of he's just kind of an older skinny guy sitting on the beach no shirt That's again why if you're going to be made into a vampire there is absolutely no point to being made into a vampire if you're not young and hot yeah like if you're already old and gross just give up. Then you're just old and gross forever. Yeah, because then you got to be old and gross forever. So what? I'm already way too old and gross to be a vampire. So this vampire, who's old and maybe gross, is sitting on the beach in like a beach chair. And he's actually brought a little end table with him. And on the end table, maybe this is why I like it. You got a little transistor radio, classic old yeah. man at the beach, transistor radio to listen to the game. Looks like there's a deck of cards sitting there, a magazine. And... Two bottles of sunscreen. One is the brand you use, Genevieve. I don't know. It's like uh, Tropic Banana or something like that. What is that? Ba Banana orange? Boat. Banana Boat. Okay. Um, and then next to it is a generic Aldi brand or some sort of brand, you know, related to that uh, discount brand. And he's sitting there and he's saying, I like both of these sunscreens. But then we see on the screen that like one is like $14 that's yeah. yours and one is just like $4. Sunscreen is so expensive. And that's why he's saying his whole point is I like them both. But, you know, the one from Aldi is so much less expensive. And I guess the reason they have a vampire making this pitch is, I mean, this is 15 seconds. It's going to go by so quickly. Um... I guess if you're a vampire and you have good sunscreen, you can be out on the beach. Maybe that that's the point of this. Yeah. But it's really a commercial for Aldi, not sunscreen or like the merits of sunscreen. So it's an interesting choice. And then he says his little piece and then a beach ball comes flying in from off screen somewhere. And I think we all know what happens then. It hits him in the head. I love this sunscreen and I love this sunscreen. But I do not love the living That's it. It says, like brands, only cheaper. Yeah. Why a vampire? I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Like, oh, he's, he needs good sunscreen. It's it's yeah, critically it... important to his survival that the sunscreen be very good. So 
you know. But it's not an ad for sunscreen. But, it's but an, it's ad just an ad for, for discounts. It's an ad for discounts. You know what I mean? Like if you I mean, were, they want to be saying that they, they're trying to say the quality of their store brand is the same as the quality. But it's like such a long walk for such a, a small payoff. And just to say for no reason, yeah. but I hate humanity. Yeah. Why are you on the beach then? Yeah, you don't have to go to the beach. And guess what's at the beach? A lot of humans and beach balls. I love this sunscreen and I love this sunscreen, but I do not love the living. Ah! I just love his scream so it much. I don't know why I love that scream so much. It's got a real Paul uh, Rubens quality too. Oh, a little bit. Yeah. Here, I'll play one more since I'm zipping through these so quickly. Um, I was going to maybe leave this on the cutting room floor, but I think there's a good Pennsylvania Transylvania joke in this one. We see a modern vampire. This is a commercial that I think is probably airing now or not all that long ago. It's for realtor.com. And we see a um, vampire who I guess He's more in the. He's more along the lines of a sexy vampire, Veeves. I'll let you decide. But he's not especially sexy. He's just you know a younger man, maybe in his twenties or thirties, skinny with a beard, and he's sitting uh, in in a chair in a very kind of gothic room, uh, talking to us. And we're seeing some clips of like his basement situation, which is I guess a little cramped. I hate my tiny basement. But with Realtor.com's drawn map feature, I can finally spread my wings and escape Transylvania. A friend told me of a cool place called Pennsylvania. His friend, by the way, is a is a silent werewolf. Yeah, they're just they clearly in... got a very cheap werewolf head that does yes, not allow the actor so... inside it to say anything. In a certain way, like this is a pretty lush looking shoot. Yeah, but that is really cheaped out on the werewolf. But, head. But the werewolf head is just like kind of like so you could probably a consumer quality werewolf head and they're just sitting there and the werewolf just pushes a globe across the table, which really. The point of this ad, I'm just thinking of this now, is they're specifically trying to sell the um, draw your own map yes. on the iPad. Yeah, that was a big like thing for a while. Something. But if you're in Transylvania and your friend tells you about Pennsylvania, then you're not drawing a circle around. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't make a maybe lot he drew of the, sense. Maybe he drew the bat shape uh, around a Pennsylvania yeah, neighborhood. Maybe. But I always found that to be a stupid pitch because... Drawing your own map sounds like a, a great thing, but it's actually not a useful tool. Like, yeah, it is definitely useful to know how to, like, narrow it down to neighborhoods that you want to be in. But you, as a consumer, trying to draw those lines isn't going to be helpful. Like, what you want is something that that identifies for you, like, which, like, you can say which neighborhoods you want, and then it draws the lines. Yeah, sure. Because I don't, like, if I want to live in Greenwood, yeah. I can't afford to, but let's say I could... You know, I don't know what the boundaries of Greenwood are. I just want someone in the app to tell me what the boundaries of Greenwood are. This is funny. I, I went back and I paused just because I'm going to play the rest of the commercial. And I accidentally sort of, you know, paused on the screen that shows what he's looking at at Realtor.com. And it's like this. And I guess this is in the Pennsylvania. It looks like Crafton Heights area, if that's a real place. And it's this huge house. It's like a, it's kind of it looks a little bit. Like a gothic mansion, but a, a modern McMansion version of that, sort of. Yeah. It's going for $475,000. Can you even imagine? A friend told me of a cool place called Pennsylvania. Look at the size of that basement. 
That house I is so huge. My new home. He turns into a bat. Careful, boys. That's real mahogany. He, Suddenly, uh, he has no accent. He has no accent when he goes and he meets the movers. Who? How do you get movers to move him in the middle of the night? They're moving his casket into the house. You can't pay for anything. Yeah, true. Okay, Genevieve, I'm going to give you one more guess <laughs> as to whose mom is in this Robitussin commercial. A, a famous, I said before, famous sports player, uh-huh. basketball. Narrow it down basketball. to basketball okay, this time. Okay, Wilt somebody, Chamberlain's mom. Uh, nope, somebody who's famously bad at free throws. <laughs> Uh, it is Shaquille O'Neal. You were so close. Um, and I actually, I think I, I had forgotten that I showed you this commercial already, but um, like off air. But uh, this is a commercial for Robitussin leaning into the, I think, Dr. Mom campaign of the 1990s. Do you remember that recommended oh, by yes. Dr. Mom? Yeah. Well, in this case, it's Shaq's mom, and it's really his mom, and we see photos of them together, but he's not in the commercial himself at right. all, but she's like showing- Robert doesn't have Shaq money. No, but they have Shaq's they mom have, they money. They have Shaq's family photos money. Which is good money. Like, Shaq's mom is impressive in this. She's yeah. very charming, um, and she's kind of showing his baby shoes, which are still big by most standards. At right. one point, she holds up one of his what tennis size, shoes of what today. What size do you think that a baby... Like, they're big baby shoes, but they're not, like... It's not, like, like insanely, cartoonishly large baby shoes. It's just, like, probably, like, a toddler could fit into them. How... Where, when? Uh huh. No, no. <laughs> it's got to be one of those. <laughs> no, I just looked it up quickly, but then closed the tab before you could see it. What size shoes do you think Shaq wears now? Not the baby shoes. Oh, his adult size shoes. I'll oh, just say boy. this: I had a number in mind, uh-huh, and it was I too was nowhere low. close. All right, I'm going to say eighteen. According to internet. According to internet. 22. Wow. I wasn't that far off. What no, were, what you, were you I, thinking I was thinking of? like 16. Well, because you wear a 13. Yeah. And I mean, you're a basically normal sized man. Okay. He says my shoe size is 20, but I like to wear a 22 because uh, when I was young, we couldn't afford proper shoes. And so I, I bet you he could get into tight. an 18 on a, if he had to. So I was right. Nah, you can't just squeeze into a shoe two sizes. You think I could just squeeze into a size 11? My foot would literally not fit in there. Well, 11 is one down from you, right? No, there's 12s. There are 12s? Well, oh, okay. I was thinking they only go even numbers, but all right. Anyway, um, Shaq's mom, I find to be totally delightful in this. She does dunk on him at the end about his inability to make free throws. Um, And I have a question for you as to what happens production-wise at the end of this commercial. Because she's just, again, there's just like a lot of props. At one point, she holds up one of his, I now know, size 22 shoes or something uh, while she's talking to the camera. And then at the very end, we see her outside of her house, and there's a, you know, classic basketball hoop hung above the garage door. She's, that's behind her. She's facing us, the Mm -hmm. camera, and she just throws the ball up over her head. Right. And there's no cutting away, yet it appears that she makes the shot. 
My son Shaq is a big guy, and when he gets a cold, he gets a big cold. When he was little, well, he never really was little. Our doctor recommended Robitussin for his big cough. Now that he's all grown up, Robitussin makes a cold formula, too. These little liquid gels can take care of 7 feet, 300 pounds of stuffiness, congestion, and coughs. Now, if they only had a formula for free throws. <laughs> <laughs> Robitussin cold formula. Now, it appears that she makes that shot. There are no cuts, but they must have like done something where the ball does go out of the shot. So there's yeah. no way she made that, right? Or they just kept doing it until she made it. Really? Yeah, it's not impossible. No, but I could. I mean, tape is expensive. Wait, no, tape is cheap. Wait, hold on. <laughs> um, you think that she actually made that? I wonder though. There is a chance that she threw that up in the air. They had a way of capturing it and then dropping another ball into the net, which is pretty far behind her. There, it's quite far behind her. It would be an impressive shot to make for sure. But I just feel like, given that there's no cuts away from her, the the technology needed to capture the ball off screen and then in the same amount of time that it would take for a regular for that ball to have traveled to the basket and go in I think it would just be easier and require less technology and whatnot to just have her do it until it works like it's not impossible that she's good at basketball like she yeah. she's Shaq's mom like it doesn't seem that weird to me that she might be really good at basketball she's pretty tall well, you can see that they're related. They look. She looks a lot like. Yes, him. and she's really. She's just she's got very great charming presence, yeah. doesn't she? Yeah, I, mean, I, I mean, see where he gets gets it. You know, yeah. like his because he's uh, he's a good on screen presence too, as yeah. as uh, testified to by his many many on screen uh, performances. Yeah, and he's you know been uh, NBA commentator for. 25 years now or something right? God, is that right? well I, I don't know how long it's been I'm not I really don't follow basketball that well but now that I see the name Lucille O'Neill yeah I think that she is according to the internet like yeah she's um you know it says that she's a doctor author spokesperson and president of the mothers of professional basketball players association what do you think they do in their association <laughs> like talk about what kind of uh what kind of uh sponsorship deals they can get uh thanks to their <laughs> famous sons <laughs> Everybody's talking at me I don't hear words they're saying Only the echoes of my mind I want to start with um, a commercial that Meryl sent in. Um, Meryl says, I think you might like this commercial with a cute premise that actually makes me want to go to Iceland. Um, and Meryl, you couldn't be more right. This is the cutest premise, and it does make me want to go to Iceland, which I did already want to do. Because oh, I was going to say you did already go to Iceland. I was like, wow, this no, commercial really influenced you. No, I have so many friends. This this, so I'll just spoiler alert this for you that this is a commercial for Iceland Air, and of course, as with many kinds of many you know airline commercials for airlines that represent a whole country. Um, it's a really a commercial for the the mm -hmm. nation itself and for for the tourism industry of that nation, and. Icelandair is making a really good pitch, which is that it's um, it's very easy to to get a, a plane trip or uh, to fly on Icelandair to Europe and to stop over cheaply in Iceland. Mm. And I know a lot of people who've done that, who've taken advantage of this, who took advantage of this uh, this deal on Icelandair. And it was, you know, obviously Iceland, the country, probably uh, subsidized some of these flights to get more tourists to stop over in Iceland, right? So the premise here is that we start out at an Iceland Air uh, gate in the in the Iceland airport, uh, Reykjavik. I want to say, mm. does that sound right? Sounds right. Um, and the two uh, gate agents are 
uh, calling for Oliver Wilson. There's nobody else at the gate. So presumably the whole flight is boarded at this point. And they're calling for this last passenger, Oliver Wilson, for his to catch his flight from Iceland to Paris. And he's nowhere to be found. So then it kicks off this whole... Um, like chain of of people throughout Iceland trying to find this guy Oliver Wilson uh like where is he and they we go all over Iceland and we see some of its coolest mm. sites you know um amazing like houses that are built into the side of a hill or you know um hot spring uh baths that you can take uh cute bars like all kinds of fun whimsical beautiful sites all over Iceland and everywhere we go they try to find Oliver Wilson and everybody's like, no, I'm not, he's not here. I don't know where he is. And then they finally find him. Oliver Wilson, your Icelander flight to Paris is about to depart. Oliver Wilson. So they call it a, a boat out in the, in the, in a whale watching boat and they can't find him there. Oliver cute little house in this grassland we're in like a steam uh, a hot spring there's a chopper are you Oliver? no it's like a tiny house for fairies I guess now we're in a bar this guy puts his hand up but it's not Oliver Wilson hey the Oliver who holds his hand up looks so disappointed when they clarify yeah. we're looking for Oliver Wilson. Then he puts his hand down. It looks so dejected. Now we find ourselves at a beautiful, majestic waterfall. And there's a guy in a suit, but also like a little cute knitted cap that looks like it's from something he got in Iceland. And someone walks up to him and says, I think this is our guy. If he's Oliver Wilson. Oliver Wilson? The flight's leaving. He looks disappointed, but he goes so, with her. Are you excited to see Paris? He kind of shrugs and then just turns around and heads back to Iceland. Wow. Iceland air. Oh, and there's northern lights uh, waving over the plane as they Yeah, walk and it's a stopover in Iceland on your way. Uh, How do you think Paris feels about that? I know. It's such, a, it's such a diss on Paris. It really is. But Paris, like, nobody's, like, Paris they're, isn't hurting for fine. tourists. They're, they're fine. fine. They're fine. Exactly. Um, okay, one more and then we got to get out of here. I, I got a clothes swap to go to. Um, I asked in the last episode if uh, I forget why we were talking about Lay's potato Actually, chips. Now that I'm looking at the show sheet, for what it's worth, I think I asked this question. Okay, sorry. Uh, well, why were we talking about potato chips? I don't recall that, but I remember saying that you, everything is so flavor blasted these days. I was wondering if children just like plain Lay's potato chips, which is what we always had. Oh, in the I house remember. Growing up. It was because we were talking about um, the multiverse, multiverses, and I was talking about the map. Where the guy, the farmer, lives in the map that's being like mm-hmm. have, having sticks stuck in it. Yeah, right. And we were talking about Lay's potato chips, and you said you didn't think that kids like regular Lay's; they want more something more flavor blasted. That's right, because the point of that commercial was, "Hey, we're using really good quality potatoes for our potato chips," and we were just kind of like, "Is that really? Does a, anyone care? Does anybody care? Yeah. You're already we're eating chips." Um. So anyway, I asked about kids, uh, and this listener called in with uh, a perspective. Hello, Genevieve. And Andrew, this is... Yeah, thanks, by the way. I also co-host the podcast. <laughs> uh, just... Hello, Genevieve and Andrew. This is Grant from Bentonville, Arkansas. I was calling because you asked if kids like plain lays, and 
my almost four-year-old daughter and my almost seven-year-old daughter love playing Wave, and uh, it's quite confusing. Um, they will see an entire convenience store and just go straight for the playing Lays. I'm not huh. sure why. My theory is that um, anything that's flavor-blasted, like you say, is a little bit too spicy, and mm. uh, even if it's just a barbecue chip or a sour cream and onion, it's still spicy for some reason, mm-hmm. is what they call it. <laughs> so, uh, just wanted to let you know. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, kids are, it's so funny. I love the detail that everything is spicy Mm -hmm. because kids have a limited vocabulary for explaining why they don't like things. They also tend to have uh, kind of a bland palate. Uh, You know, not every kid, but most kids until they get a little older don't love spicy foods. And the idea that anything that's that's too intense um, or too kind of challenging of a, of a flavor is, quote, spicy. It's like the most kid thing mm-hmm. ever. I love that detail. Thank you so much for, for that uh, update. And I think, you know, I'm thinking again to what I said last week, talking about Lay's potato chips, eating them as a kid, and I love dipping them in ketchup. And yeah. I was pretty well into adulthood before I realized that ketchup had this reputation for being a child's food. And I think maybe that's one of the reasons why, because like ketchup is very sweet, yeah. right? And so you put it on, I mean, it's, you know, it can be tangy and it can be a little bit more But vinegary, mostly it's sweet. But mostly it is sweet. And yeah. so that's another thing that, that kids will really gravitate towards. They'll drag anything through ketchup. Absolutely. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. Genevieve, at the end of the vampire segment of the show, remember the vampire segment we did yes, earlier? I yeah. do. Um, I had something that I wanted to say and then I couldn't remember what it was. Okay. And so I just had an awkward pause and I cut it out of the show. Nobody's ever going to hear it. Right. But I'm now remembering what I wanted to say. Go for it. Zero black vampires in today's show. God. There, in it's... fact, zero people of color in any of the vampire And very few. I, I think one woman vampire. Yes, true. The the cool yeah. one, the, the middle aged. It's all yeah. white men. We run into But even this... like even the people they're biting. Yeah. And then yeah. all the even the ones we didn't play today, all the sexy ones, all even the, the like it's even always the, the cool white sort people. of non binary seeming mm-hmm. hip vampire lived with a bunch of other white youths, I yeah, think. Exactly. It's really frustrating. We see this again and again with every type of trope, every type of um, you know, every stare every Every time there's like a fictional character, it's like no one can ever break out of this of these stereotyped tropes to tell a story. And I think it's it really is infuriating because, you know, I don't know, like it sounds silly or or I don't know, unimportant to say that, like representation of black vampires matters but actually <laughs> it does because it's cumulative right it's every it's every little thing has to be like the whiteness of culture is reinforced again and again and again and again and it's so it, it's happened so much that i didn't even think of that until you mentioned it and it's vampires like there we're living in an age where um there's more colorblind casting right and you'll even have like an actual historical Drama or or even comedy yeah, watch, or whatever. I'm actually watching Great Expectations right now, and I they did a they've done actually a quite a nice job of just throwing colorblind. I mean, it's not race is a little bit a part of the story in a way that it's not in the novel, but it's really nice to see this classic story being told 
uh, with basically colorblind casting. And and even and even in that case, if you wanted to, and I'm saying I do want to, but if you wanted to, you could make the argument that well, it is true to the time period. There right. wouldn't be a black person in this particular thing, but. I think audiences are comfortable with that these days. But for yes. vampires, even though it it's, it's a tradition that comes out of kind of white culture, yeah. you know, Transylvania or whatever, it would not at all. I mean, they're vampires. Yeah. There's no reason why vampires can't be black. Are there any black vampires in what we do in the shadows? Um, not a main character. Uh, there is a, <laughs> one of one of Guillermo's uh, friends. Oh, one of his young college young, age. Young, young college age Yeah, right, is, right, right. Is black. Oh, I love Guillermo so much. I love Guillermo so much. I almost wondered if that Heinz commercial was a little Guillermo-y. Like young, anxious, happy energy vampire kind of. I know Guillermo's not a vampire, at least not where I am in the show. But. Nope. Uh, I don't know. It didn't jump out at me. Anyway, um, that's the show, everybody. <laughs> that was a little bit all over the place today, but it was a fun show. Thank you for for uh, producing it. Um, if you want to get at us on the Facebook group, comment on the, on the links we'll post there. You'll also find them in the show notes uh, when you uh, download this episode. You can get us uh, go go check out Andrew's newly digitized ads in the from lo- with love from me to YouTube. There, uh, just look for after these messages podcasts on YouTube. You can email us at after these messages show at Gmail or call us at 607-444-5597. Bobos, yuppies, yeah, I'm talking about wine drinkers, bald head man, clucks, clan swine thinkers. What motivates you? Let's go around the room.